All right. Well, hello, everyone. Brian Zimmerman here, executive editor of Jazz's Magazine. Want to welcome you to another episode of the Jazz's Last Call. That's right. We're coming to you late at night this time around. Uh, it is the last call. And yeah, thank you for joining us. It's going to be a really special episode. For one, we are going to be joined by six-time Juno-nominated vocalist Carol Wellsman who will be joining us to talk about her new album, Dance With Me. And the big bonus here is that we will be giving away signed copies of her new CD to a select few listeners who sign up via our newsletter or who send us a uh, an email to the email address lastcallatjazzes.com. We will be putting this in the comments. We'll put it up on screen there. Uh, but basically, as we're listening, if you're watching, if you send an email to lastcallatjazzes.com with your name, we'll hook you up with a uh, signed CD from Carol Wellsman. And then that is really, really awesome. Um, anyway, yeah, Carol is here. She's going to be performing. It is Last Call. Uh, what do you say we go one more round with Carol Wellsman? Carol, are you there? I'm here. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, I have, wait, 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 cheers. <laughs> cheers <laughs> to you too. As our longtime viewers know, first thing we do on the show is a toast to someone, something, some idea, some place. So Carol, I'll ask you who, what, where, when, why are we celebrating with this glass? <laughs> well, we're celebrating because in 24 hours or less, my new album is going to be released worldwide and it's called Dance With Me and I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Well, thank you very much. Here's to you and to Dance With Me. Dance With and Me. And to all of you watching. Because like we said, all you have to do tonight is send an email to lastcall@jazzes.com with your name and address and you could be entered to win a free CD signed by Carol Wellsman. It's a great new album. It is Dance With Me. Carol, this is your foray into Latin jazz. Is that correct? It is. And in a big way, uh, I decided, it, it's interesting because I, I have 12 other albums and I have always arranged my own music. And my drummer, who's Cuban, said to me one day, you know, Carol, you really should do a Latin jazz album, but I have the producer for you. He says, it's, I think you should get Oscar Hernandez to produce and arrange the music. Which I thought was interesting because, and I thought about it, I thought, you know what, I love salsa and I love, you know, all these these traditional rhythms, uh, Latin rhythms, but I'm not of Latin descent. Mm -hmm. So I need somebody who really knows this stuff well and can teach me how to play it. So that's why it's really exciting. Very nice. Yeah, you come from a straight-ahead background, you know, songbook standards. You do a lot of original stuff, too. I'm curious, as you made your way into Latin jazz, were there classic albums that you went back and listened to to kind of get a feel for the style? There were. Um, I There's too many to mention, but Tito Puente, yeah. and um, I, I have... Well, you know, and you know who I really love is the Spanish Harlem Orchestra. I mean, Oscar's music was, if you ever want to be inspired, my gosh, you just turn on any of his music and it's just like a, you know, a, it's it's a, it's a, <laughs> a Latin music lesson in, you know, 30 minutes or less. Um, but I, I'm definitely, uh, I've always had Latin musicians in my band, so we do a lot of, like, they, they do a lot of incorporating into the arrangements that 
if I bring something to the table at all, it all of a sudden becomes something totally different. So they, in, in a way, up until COVID, were very, very inspiring just to play with on stage because they would always add things that I would, you know, after the concert, I'd say, why did, how did you do that? Oh, well, that's the Peruvian rhythm, right. the, or it's called, like, or the Brazilian Bayan, or, you know, so I rely on them. Right, totally. It's so nuanced rhythmically, and you know, once you d dip your toe in, it like opens this world. So, you know, for you as a performer, you're kind of you know entering new territory. But you know, for your fans as well, to hear you in this context is really cool because it's turning everybody on to new sounds, new rhythms, and not only that, but you're working with a big band on this disc, correct? A larger Absolutely. ensemble. Well, actually, it's it's uh, we had horns. Uh, uh, I mean, Justo um, Armario plays soprano. He plays uh, tenor. He plays flute on this album. And then we have percussion. Um, mm -hmm. Joy De Leon, Jimmy Branley on the drums, Renee Camacho on bass, and then me on piano and vocals. So, it, not a big big band, but we. I, I I dare to say the sound is pretty big, even just with with five of us. But yeah. uh, but the interesting thing about this too, Brian, is that. Um, because I, you know, I, I speak Spanish and I mm -hmm. sing a bit in Spanish, but Oscar said, you know, Carol, you and your co-writing partner did these adaptations, which I played to him, of these uh, Latin classics, these Cuban songs that, you know, lo lots of this music that, that we're not familiar with as the North right. American audience. And so when I when I played him the adapt the adapted versions in English, he said, "Carol, just do those. That's the, like it's so great just because these are all new songs for for the English speaking audience." And so that's what I did. Okay, and that tastes very nice. And we see you are sitting in front of your piano, um, and I understand you have prepared a little bit of a song for us tonight. I have actually. This is the you know I always um, challenge myself to write an original song for each album, at least one. And we have two originals on this, but this is one that I did all by my lonesome self. And this is a, uh, a, it's a little hard for me to render without all the guys because they make so many wonderful percussive sounds. But this is a tune called Revelations. Beautiful. Would you like me to play a little bit? I would. Journey, just follow the signs. 
Carol, very Thank nice. You. Very nice. I love that. I love the left hand in that song. That was wonderful. Yeah, that bass line. Like very Ahmad Jamalish almost. Um, <laughs> a wonderful song. Again, on your new CD, Dance With Me. And people watching, a reminder, we are doing a giveaway. You can receive a CD signed by Carol uh, in your mailbox. All you have to do is write to lastcall at jazzis.com with your name and address, and we will hook you up. Uh, with Carol's new CD, that song is on it. A bunch with a whole. This is her foray into Latin jazz. It is a really good album. Um, Carol, so you grew up in Canada, right? I did. I grew up in Toronto and uh, in a very musical family. My yeah. grandfather was the founder of the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, and my mother used to teach piano. And my dad was an amateur saxophonist and clarinetist, and. We all studied classical piano as children. Mm -hmm. I have three brothers. And so there was a lot of music around in the family. Beautiful. And jazz as well? Just Yeah. Everything. My dad, well, everybody had different styles. And I mean, you'd hear Led Zeppelin coming out of one room and then another room, Bob Marley. And then I'd be in the listening to Count Basie and the Duke Ellington records with my dad. Very nice. And what was the Toronto scene like back then? It's a beautiful city. Um, I haven't been in a while, but I know there's a strong jazz lineage there. There very much is. And uh, I've, I've, I'm just visiting Canada now. Um, but it, it, there's, it's very vibrant as far as clubs go. And uh, I, of course, I have a whole band from Toronto when I come up and play. These are people who have recorded with me in the past. And uh, it's it's a great city, and in fact, it's a city that a lot of American performers would like to come. You know, a lot of everybody comes through here. There's like a, you know, there's a real feel of uh, it's it's one of the international stops for sure, a major stop. So um, I I I may well I'm spending more and more time in Toronto now, so I've, I've really got to look into it. We've got a great jazz station. It's an award-winning jazz station, and they're now playing my single. I don't know. You know, we, I had a single come out from this album on May 29th, and <clears throat> it's, it's a, um, well, you probably know, Juan Luis Guerra is, mm -hmm. um, he's kind of like the James Taylor of Latin music. Right. And sold 70 million albums worldwide, and he agreed to sing a duet with me on a song of his that I wrote the lyrics to. So uh, this is something that's uh, kind of a, a digression from Toronto, but. 
<laughs> it's a very no it's very much a that's big part, definitely but, worth noting the single is out there yeah it's it's a beautiful song and performed marvelously you really take to you know the um because latin music it, it definitely requires a certain uh kind of vocal flexibility and you know you really articulate well where did where did you learn spanish if you don't mind me asking well, I, I was very fortunate to live uh, in Europe for seven years, and I lived four years in France and three wow. years in Italy. And we studied French in school in Canada, so I had a bit of a background in French when I first went over. Uh, and so I became fluent, and then moving to Los Angeles, uh, wow, if you don't know Spanish, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's, uh, it's uh, heavily Hispanic, and I love that. I mean, we have yeah. somebody... Uh, we have an assistant in our, in our in our house that doesn't speak English, and I'm thrilled because she's the one who's my main teacher. But I'm now studying. I have a course on. Uh, I study advanced Spanish, uh, but it's quite easy when you know the other Latin languages. It's so right. um, yeah. it comes easier. And I also wanted to understand what my musicians were saying on stage when we were rehearsing. I get it. it. Yeah, because they would always speak Spanish together. I thought, wait a minute. I've got to figure this out. Yeah, and I think having the musical ear helps with regard to learning languages sometimes. Um, you know, it, and hey, it's the same down here in Miami. It's it's so so much part of the music scene um, oh, yeah. that you know it's it is absolutely essential. Um, this is definitely the kind of music you should be dancing to. Would you say? <laughs> I think so. You know, the other fun <laughs> thing is there's a song. Uh, I, I have to share this with you because it's a really neat story. Uh, I was invited to be on the Mark Stein show in November for his, um, they were filming his Christmas special in Montreal. And so we were all flown in and I had no idea that Randy Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive was going to be on the show. Wow, cool. So I walked into the rehearsal room, uh, the, into, the, into the, uh, the stage area and here's Randy on stage and I've never met him. So we're down in the makeup room and he all of a sudden his he sits down next to me and I said, Randy, you're not going to believe it. But my favorite song of yours is a song called Looking Out for Number One, which mm -hmm. is a basically a bossa nova. And he's looking right. at me like I'm crazy because, of course, I mean, it was a hit, but not as big as some of his. And I said, I'm doing a Latin jazz album and I'm thinking I might want to arrange that. And he said, wait. And he runs and gets his guitar and he straps it on and he starts singing all these songs that he's written of late. And one of them was this song called In a, a Taste of Paradise. When the moon is up there watching And it pulls us like the tide Together forever in paradise There must be a lucky star that's shining tonight And we are the only ones who dance it is like, and I heard this thing and I said, Randy, that's mine now. That's my song. Okay. <laughs> and he very okay. graciously let you run with he, it. He Beautiful. It <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but no, I mean, but such an unusual situation where yeah. suddenly talking about Lenny Bro, who he learned guitar from, who was, a you know, very famous in Canada. Um, and growing up, he like just... I suddenly felt like I was with my oldest friend and just the, the feeling of we sang some of the songs that the guests who made, you know, she's come undone and these huge hits he had. But anyway. Wow. <laughs> Very cool. The Bachman uh, Overdrive. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, I have a 
bunch more questions for you. But first, I want to remind people, again, watching, we are giving away copies of Carol's new CD, Dance <clears throat> With Me. Uh, all you have to do is write an email to lastcall@jazzes.com with your name and address. We've already gotten some. And again, we're selecting a random few to receive a signed copy of this CD. So there is the email address on screen, lastcall@jazzes.com to win your copy. Speaking of copies, uh, check this out, Carol. This is our latest print issue. This would be our uh, summer 2020 issue, <laughs> all about the age of fusion. There's a young Chick Corea on the cover there. This issue has already been mailed. Um, and fortunately, all of the content from this print issue has been converted to web articles that are available on our website. You will need a digital subscription to read them, people watching, but we are offering a special subscription rate for Jazz's Last Call viewers and for fans of Carol Wellsman. Uh, for just 99 cents per month for three months, you can unlock unlimited digital access. Plus, we'll enroll you to receive a complimentary print issue come fall. When we send out our new print issue in September, it is all about the art of the album, listening to albums, collecting albums, producing albums, album cover art. That is coming out in September. You sign up now, you get the three months of free digital access plus a complimentary print issue. Um, all right, Carol, you know, we heard while you were playing, you uh, are a wonderful improviser, you know, when it comes to scatting. <clears throat> and I'm curious as to, you know, in terms of improvisation, in terms of soloing, who you were listening to to kind of develop that muscle, to develop, you know, that sensibility in your ear? Well, you know what? It actually goes back, and I'm not kidding you, one of the first solos I ever heard that actually changed my mind from, you know, going into learning how to play James Taylor music to going into jazz was the Grant Geisman guitar solo on Feels So Good on the Chuck Mangione song. Right. And it's still to me today one of the, most beautiful guitar solos I've ever heard. I don't know if you like much. Oh, I know it well. I'm a trumpet player, so I'm a big fan of Chuck, and I love that song. And so what's even better is Grant was in my band for years. I moved to L.A., and then he got really busy with, um, um, oh, gosh, ah, the the show on TV, It'll Come to Me, Chuck Lohr, huge show. Um, Something about men. Oh, two and a half men. Two and a half men. Yeah, two he wrote the men. theme, and uh, I okay, can't believe cool. I forgot that. <laughs> it was—it's hilarious. Anyway, so he and I told him. I said, Grant, I know that you're, I'm going to age you here, but he still looks so young. I don't even know how old he. I said, Well, how old were you? Twelve when you played that solo? <laughs> he sounded so amazing. I said, This this solo really did it for me. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, Miles Davis, and then actually I was at a Woody Herman concert and heard uh, and Miles. Um, um, Lyle Mays was playing piano with him and Lyle was about 20 years old and Woody Herman stopped the concert the big band and said ladies and gentlemen the genius of Lyle Mays and he let Lyle play for 20 minutes by himself and I sat there with my dad I'm 12 years old and I'm sitting with my dad I'm going listen to this guy play so it was it was those sort of epiphanies but I have to thank my dad for the fact that he he brought Duke Ellington alive for me and brought the Count Basie arrangements and the simplicities of them and everything. But you did ask about improvising. Yep. Tanya Maria was a huge influence on me. Who was that? Um, Tanya Maria. The, oh, okay. The, but also, I used to listen to Ella and Oscar and like those, the earlier albums I bought as a, as a first buyer of jazz would be Ella and Oscar or, or Ella with Joe Pass. And yeah. I would listen to these lines and I just think they're beautiful. Then I went to Berkeley and I, I got pretty good at air training to the point where I answered an ad for um, 
uh, Downbeat Magazine, and I was I was I was lifting uh, whole sides of records for them, and they were selling. They pay me I forget like one hundred and fifty dollars a side. So I, I lifted all these great <laughs> jazz albums, and I honestly say that that did a lot for the improvising. Absolutely. Listening, yeah. listening, transcribing. I tell people who want to develop that improv you know, solo muscle, the best thing you can do is listen and transcribe. And it's so funny talking to vocalists. Often what I find, you know, vocalists that really, really excel at scatting, their biggest influences are usually instrumentalists. Rarely are they other. I mean, they know Ella, of course, and Sarah, and they appreciate that scanning ability. But to really tap into that, um, they look to the instrumentalists. And uh, the other thing I'm curious about is, you know, because you are so studied in piano, you, you went to Berkeley. Do you think, you know, as a vocalist who plays uh, keyboards and, and, you know, really knows the theory, you interact with a band differently than a vocalist who is strictly a vocalist? Oh, absolutely. Because also, and I was going to say, I, I, I wanted to make a point of saying that the, 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 the improvising thing too is it also comes from having learned the piano and I'm playing, you know, I'm, I'm a very much a part of the band, which leads to your question of, yes, I'm, I'm integrating with them on every level. So I have to be like, it, it, it gives me, I, I need people who have super, super time. Like my, my drummer is like a, like there's nobody speeding up, nobody slowing down because I'm part of the, that right. the part of the rhythm section. And then when the time is really good, I get to do a lot more as far as, as, you know, taking off and they'll follow me. Like the, the, the drummer and I are, Jimmy is amazing. In fact, Lyle actually told him that he was his favorite drummer of all time. And I, yeah, I, I it's high praise they, coming from Lyle. Know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so, and Jimmy, you know, anyway, he's, he's, so we, we're lined up and he's listening to every move and he just plays off everything. It's just, it's so beautiful. But I have to tell you that at one point I thought, you know, I'm never going to be Oscar Peterson because I don't practice enough and I don't really feel like Oscar's doing that. My thing is sort of minimalistic, minimalistic, more like uh, Count Basie and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I started to do this thing where I go. <laughs> I sing the top line. Yeah. Almost like a big band shout chorus. I love it. And so I, I now, like, I had a horn player in my band at one point. He goes, "You should do that." I don't, I don't hear anybody doing that. So I was just about to say. Yeah. That's so instead of like, to you. you know, I, I'm instead of going like the 16th solos. No, but I mean, it, it's kind of cool just to to come up with something that is more in the box i mean it's just there's it's and, and it's different it's unique did that come about naturally just you're playing and you have like george benson i think with him he was just playing and happened to sing and that became george benson's thing was it the same with you it was the same with me yeah. you yeah. know it it's the silliest thing but it was that horn player phil dwyer who said to me you really should do that because i don't hear anybody doing it but it was right. also just the Again, the fact that when when I'm playing and sit, accompanying myself on piano, I'm creating the whole palette, the harmonic palette. Um, the guitar players in the band they can't do very much because, you know, more than thirds and sevenths and stuff like that. Because I'm really in their way, which is not very nice of me, is it? But uh, it's it um, so anyway. I, and so that it 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 has developed into a bit of a thing. Very cool. It's your thing. No, I love it. 
I love it. Uh, and again, people watching, just a reminder, if you would like to win a copy of Carol Wellsman's new album, Dance With Me, all you have to do is send an email to lastcall@jazzis.com. That's our email address. Again, with your name and address, a signed copy of Dance With Me will appear in your mailbox. Um, Carol, six-time Juno nominee. Do you remember your first one, what that was uh, like? Oh, Yes. <laughs> Yes, my publicist called me and said, I think you should get down here. <laughs> I said, how fast? He said, now. <laughs> anyway, it was so sweet because back then it was, I, I don't even know if we had email at that point because it was right. 90s at some point. It was just coming in. But he just called me, you know, and he, and he said, uh, you should come down here. And I said, wow, really? That was my first album. Yeah. That was really, uh, yeah, I've, I really felt like, you know, because back then I was, I was, you know, even from the get-go, Diana Carl and I were always competing. And so, uh, and she's a friend of mine, by the way. We, okay. We had all the same teachers at Berkeley. And she's from Canada too, isn't she? She is, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, she's a real sweetheart. And I miss her. I miss her. I used to see her a lot more than I do now. But anyway, um, so I, that was a feeling like, wow, okay, I've been working pretty hard at this music stuff for years. Mm -hmm. And I also overcame a vocal condition. I had polyps on my vocal cords when I was 20 years old. Oh, wow. And I was told I would never regain my singing voice, which was a huge challenge. Uh, and I very uh, fortunately met the, the son of Michelle Legrand at uh, Berkeley, who turned me on to his aunt, who was a who was part of the double six of Paris and she was part of the swingle singers. And I said, does she teach? And I got a grant to go over there and I did, I did intensive lessons with her. So anyway, lots of experience, but a lot of hardships. Like that was a really right. tough hurdle to get over because I, I was imagine. singing six nights a week, you know? <clears throat> so it would be like a ballerina dancing on a, on a bad knee, you know, yeah. I couldn't go out ever socially. I, I just had to be quiet and all this stuff. So when that happened, I thought, wow, I guess I did choose the right, <laughs> you know, I, I followed my dream. Totally. So Totally. And, you know, the, the one thing, uh, many, one, one of, my, of many things that I loved about, you know, kind of following your career is your kind of broad view of the songbook. You know, what we consider song, but yes, there's Gershwin and Berlin in there, but you cover composers that I love, like uh, Stephen Sondheim and Burt Bacharach. Um, you know, are there other composers that you think, let's say we were to fast forward 20 years from now, will definitely have their own chapters of the songbook? <laughs> you mean composers of today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I don't know. I really don't. I mean... I guess some of the instrumentalists, you know, there are beautiful songs that... that, that That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of instrumental, instrumentalists today, but I don't, they're not necessarily... It's a different era because we're, the, people aren't writing for a show. Like all those, those standards right. were really from shows and they were the popular music back then. Right. So I, I think that we're just into a different era where it's, you know, like you could, you could make a Chick Corea songbook today if you wanted to evolve. Totally. His or, you know, different artists like that. But I, I, I don't know about whether this could ever really repeat itself. It's, That's um, a good point. So many of those songs, again, you know, taken from musicals or movies, mm -hmm. which is why they have a lot of them such a narrative quality. A lot of them have such an amazing visual or poetic quality. Um, 
and yeah, you're just not seeing those anymore. As as a vocalist, though, does knowing kind of the context help you work your way into the songs? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know, <clears throat> somebody, I, I was talking to Jeremy Lubbock the other day on the phone. He's living in England again, and he he is one of the greatest arrangers of all time. He, I told him, I said, Jeremy, you're from another planet. I don't know which one, but I can't figure out what you're doing in your arrangements, and they're so beautiful. And he's written these, I have a, a treasure trove. Oh, speaking of standards, yeah. I have a treasure trove of songs. I went to visit him in South Africa um, three years ago. Uh, we were there on uh, and, and took a few days and, and I filmed the whole visit with him because he arranged for Michael Jackson and for Barbara Streisand and the best, Tony Bennett, um, Andy Williams, all of them. And um, he has, upon seeing me, he said, oh, I have a few songs I'd like to play. I have, he was sending me a song a week and I would do his demos and send them back to him. I have no word of a lie, probably enough for two albums, but I have at least 20 songs of hers that are absolute standards. They're gems. Nobody's ever heard them. Right. And he's, he's going to be 90 next June. So my, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my goal is to record an album of, for, of his songs by June. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. We will be on the lookout for that. You know, in the meantime, the new album, Dance With Me, drops tomorrow, correct? Does. Tomorrow, wide-scale release. Uh, but again, this is if you want to receive a signed copy from Carol Wellsman, now's the time. All you got to do is write into lastcall at jazzes.com with your uh, name and address, and we'll make sure you get one. Um, Carol, if people wanted to follow along, again, maybe keep an eye out for the new album, just see what's going on with you. What's the best place for them to do that? Goodness. Well, uh, carolwellsman.com and Wellsman's with one L. I always okay, have to say that. That's right. That tends to be two L's. But Carol Wellsman, and it's Carol Wellsman Jazz on both Facebook and uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, I mean, when Juan Luis Guerra, who's got over a million followers, is posting, reposting, and, you know, so anybody who who uh, cares to listen to him too, well, you'll hear the song Dance With Me. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's his song. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And um, I'd love for people to come and like my page and and really jump into this because we're gonna. I I think, you know, Oscar really knocked this out of the park. I think this yeah. is gonna be a, uh, make a lot of noise. It is a great album. Thank you for playing a little bit of it tonight. You were also doing some live streams, which people can be on the lookout for as well, right? Yes. Yeah. I was I was on a regular live stream at two p.m. Uh, Pacific time every Saturday, and then I came up to Canada, and 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 we've kind of jogged around with the times. But if you go to my page and like the page, then you'll see when they are, and and we'll we'll make big formal announcements. But yes, every couple of weeks I'll be doing one. Awesome, and you are hunkered down. Any notion of maybe doing the virtual festivals or touring on the horizon, socially distant gigging? Any plans like that? We have one. I have a date in Newport Beach on the 17th of August, and I have some trepidatious musicians. Okay. Uh, they've been out and they've had, you know, the, the, there are reasons for that. So I'm, we're, we're just going to check out and see that, that the safety precautions have been met because, uh, but I, I think, I know that the audience would have been 300 and it'll be an audience of 75. So they're distancing everybody. And, but other than that, no, everything's sort of gone. So I haven't thought of the festivals yet. I, I will be doing um, uh, some sort of a CD release, um, me, myself, and I, because, of course, I won't have my guys with me. Right. But 
uh, I will be doing that at some point soon and actually showcasing with, uh, you know, some tracks, the, the new songs. So Okay, very cool. Well, in the meantime, we have the new music to listen to. Again, coming out tomorrow, Dance With Me. Um, now is the time. Let's support these local artists. Let's buy it. But again, a lucky few of you who have submitted to lastcall@jazzes.com with your name and info will be receiving a free copy signed by Carol Wellsman. Carol, thank you to you for joining us. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to watch. Maxine, Corey, Carlos, Sandra, Patrice, Cheryl, Joyce. Uh, thank you to all of you for chiming in and letting us know where you were watching from. Uh, this has been a lovely uh, Last Call Carol, you can always tell when I finish my drink. That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you know it's a good one. So thank you very much for coming on the show today. Again, uh, send the, that info to lastcall at jazzes.com for your chance to win a signed CD from Carol Wellsman. Dance with me is coming out tomorrow. Carol, thank you so much for joining me on the last call tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. All right, take care. I'll see you backstage. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to sign off with all of you watching at home. So thank you to you for watching. And thank you to Carol for coming on the show, playing a little bit from her new album for us. Again, Dance With Me coming out tomorrow. And if you send an email to lastcall at jazzes.com, you can win yourself a free copy. All right. Just want to thank a sponsor here real quick. That would be Cambridge Audio. They are makers of some of the finest audio equipment in the world. You can check out their incredibly stylish premium Alva TT, the world's first Bluetooth Bluetooth APTX HD turntable that lets you put the turntable anywhere in the room. More info can be found at cambridgeaudio.com. Wanted to also remind you of our current offer, 99 cents per month per month for three months, gets you unlimited digital access to all the content in this print issue and all previous print issues. Plus, we'll enroll you to receive our forthcoming print issue due out in September. All right, that'll do it for the last call tonight. I'm going to shut down the bar. You don't have to go home, but you can stay here. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman. So long.